Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to have you here today because I'm going to share with you a tool that has completely changed the game for my productivity. It was something that I fought for so, so long and I've only really been utilizing it in my business for the past year and a half. I would say the past year really consistently. The first probably half of that time was me fighting it, me just doing it out of necessity, out of the need to, and then really realizing the capability of it, the ease of it, and how it just up-leveled my productivity. So I can't wait to dive into all of that today. You're definitely going to want to tune in today's episode. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Before we dive on into the show, again, I'm sharing more personal things on the podcast, which has never been something that I have done. I think I really from the beginning separated business and personal. Um, And I also tried to convince myself that my listeners, the people who uh, are in the community, who follow me online, that they don't really care about the personal stuff, that they just want the business tips. And so it was very much business tips going forward. And what I ended up finding is number one, I I didn't feel like I was connecting as deeply as I could. And then I was also looking at people that I follow, that I like to learn from and about, and I loved when they would share personal things. So I figured I'd start here with the podcast. It feels like more of a safe space for me to be able to share things personally, to share a little bit more behind the scenes, just peel back the layers, pull back the curtain and get to know Aubrey and what's going on with her in her life. So the day that this is airing, not the day that I'm recording this, but the day that this is airing, I will have just come back from the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert. I cannot wait. I have wanted to go to this for for as long as I knew that tickets were available and I was not one of the lucky ones back in November that was able to purchase tickets. I know that it was basically crazy that day. My husband said that there were girls that he worked with that were on the computer all day long and they did not have any luck either. And I kind of just chalked it up to, well, I probably won't get to be able to go. I've been listening to Taylor Swift since she put out her first album. We are in similar, we are similar ages. So like, all of her music for like, as it's gone on, it's been in very 
like especially those early albums it was like very similar time like things that she was experiencing like heartbreak and so I just always loved her music it's something that I've always enjoyed listening to and it's fun it's upbeat and I you know I've never seen her live I do love going to concerts and I remember talking to my husband even when like the pandemic was starting and I'm like are the these things that we have enjoyed going to do are they are we ever going to be able to go and do it so I haven't been to a concert in six years the last concert that I went to was Red Hot Chili Peppers. And that was actually a really fun concert because it was um, my husband's dad, my father-in-law, one of his favorite bands. And so it was just the four of us. It was right after I had my first son. So I was like two months postpartum. We had gotten the tickets. We were so excited. I mean, we were at the tippy top, the nosebleeds, but we just had such a fun time together. And for those of you who who have been following along, um, again, not something that I share a lot, but um, we lost both my mother-in-law and my father-in-law um, within the last seven years. So it was a fun memory. It was just the four of us that went, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, my husband, and I and we just had so much fun together and that was the last concert that I went to and so I'm really excited to go to the Taylor Swift concert I'm going by myself which number one is is nerve-wracking if you're a girl um but also just it's out of my comfort zone to do things by myself I used to in high school I used to make my friends, I would call my friends and if there was a sporting event or something, I would call them and I would say like, can you come meet me at the door so that we can walk in together? I have this fear and anxiety around walking into a place and getting into a place and not being able to find my friends or see anybody that I knew and just kind of like standing there and looking on and feeling all awkward. So I always wanted to walk into a place with friends. So this is definitely outside of my comfort zone. But I am a firm believer in you have to do things that scare you a little bit. You have to do things that push you outside your comfort zone and try new things. And this is something that I'm really excited to do. So it didn't matter that I didn't have anybody to go with. Um, It didn't matter that I spent probably a little too too much on tickets. Um, It was something that I really wanted to do. And I figured, why not just just go and experience it. You only live once. So that is what I will be experiencing. But by the time you listen to this, I will have already attended the concert. So I am so excited and can't wait. And I'll probably share on a future episode all the fun things from behind the scenes of the concert. But let's dive into today's episode, which is why you're all here, is to learn about the tool that completely changed the game for my productivity. And it may seem, when I tell you what this tool is, it may seem like, oh, I, like, I hope there's not a letdown when you hear this, but it may kind of seem like, uh, really, that that's the thing that changed the game for you. But let's let's dive into it. Let's dissect it a little bit so that you can understand why this changed the game. And I've shared this in my communities. I've shared this recently with my mastermind members and they it just opened their eyes to, OK, like I I was using this, but I wasn't using it this way. And now that I am again, changed the game for them. So the tool that changed the game is Google Calendar, which I'm sure a lot of you, if you have a Gmail, have access to a Google Calendar and maybe you're using it, maybe you're not using it, maybe you are a planner person, which is somebody that, that's who I used to be. I fought going digital for so long, which is so funny because I'm I'm building a digital business, right? But I was somebody who always had 
wanted to have a physical paper copy planner. I wanted to be able to write down my to-do list, to write down what I was doing, to write down what I was working on. I wanted to be able to check things off. And I probably still, I actually, not probably, I know this for a fact, I have old planners sitting in my desk. I have a desk um, and then next to it, I have a filing cabinet with drawers. Anyways, I definitely have old planners that um, from the start of my business, you know, like when I was first working with clients and I could, I I like saving them because I like to pull them out and think like, oh, this is what I was working on and look how far I've come. But I did everything digital. I got satisfaction from writing down and crossing things off and being able to like highlight things. I would even write things down and cross them out if I had already done it. Like I wanted to be able to feel that it's kind of like a a dopamine hit almost, but I fought going digital for so long. I was like, I don't need digital. I need to be able to write it down. But of course, like, what do I take my planner with me everywhere? I know I wasn't. Um, And then some things didn't get written down. And so I was like, okay, I need to find a better system. But again, was fighting going digital. And I had to start using Google Calendar because I had hired a podcast agency in the beginning of 2022, I hired a podcast agency to help pitch me to shows. And they, going through the onboarding process, they're like, okay, we're gonna need access to your calendar. And I'm like, um, I do everything, you know, paper, I have a paper planner, like that's my calendar. Like that's when I write in appointments and calls and everything like that. And they're like, well, we need to know like what you already have scheduled, both like professionally, so both in the business. And we need to know like personally, like do you have appointments? Like so that we do not schedule a podcast during something that you already have going on. And so again, like when I first got started out, I was fighting it. I still had my paper planner, but I'm like, okay, if I've got a, you know, if I hired this agency, like obviously I want to make it work. And they, you know, their whole philosophy was we don't want to have to be bugging you. Like, hey, does this time work at this time? Do you have anything? Like they wanted to be able to at a glance, look at my calendar and be able to say, okay, she's available during this time. We can schedule a podcast episode for her. And I, again, fought it, but month after month, the more that we were doing it. And again, they were saying like, you need to put appointments and you need to put um, your calls in. And it was nice because a lot of things integrated with Google Calendar. So if somebody scheduled a coaching call with me, or if I had reoccurring calls, like within the prep community, we had reoccurring calls. Within my mastermind, we have reoccurring calls. Like I could just put that in there, put it in there one time, delineate, you know, where, when this call was happening, the time it was happening. And I didn't have to do it every single week, especially a lot of those reoccurring things. I could put it in there once and it was in there. And then, you know, if changes need to be made, but that was in there. And I started to find that I really enjoyed having this calendar. I really like to be able to look at a glance. Hey, here's what I have going on. Here's the calls this week. Here's when the appointments are. And so that's how I was using it at first. And then the more and more that I got into using Google calendar, I was like, okay, I, I show up to the calls that I have. If I have some, if I have a podcast interview, I'm showing up to it because it's scheduled. There's a start time, there's an end time, and it's like an appointment, like a haircut, a doctor's appointment. It is in the calendar. So if I am struggling with getting work done, it's probably because I'm not actually scheduling the time to get it done. And sure, you know, I say like, oh, I, I, you know, I have to work for a couple hours today, but is there actually a start time on my calendar? Is there a time where I know that I need to get this project done or I need to work on this thing or I have to, you know, I have this deadline that needs to be met? Am I actually scheduling it on my calendar? And so many times I would hear mentors and other people say like, if, if it's not scheduled, if you don't make time for it, like you don't plan for that to happen. And so, in some of my frustrations of realizing like, hey, you know, I I want to get this project done or I want to do this thing, but I'm just not finding the time to do it. 
it was, it wasn't because there was not enough time. It's because it wasn't planned for. It was not accounted for. And so in reflecting and looking back and realizing like, how come I show up to all these calls and how come I don't miss a podcast interview and how like all these things, it's like, well, it's because it's on the calendar. It's scheduled. I know I get a notification. Hey, you have this in 10 minutes and you can set up notifications to have it, you know, go out a day to get a reminder. And the best thing is it's in my phone. There's an app for Google calendar. So I can look at that. And one thing that I started doing from there was I shared my Google calendar with my husband, which was nice because usually like at the beginning of the morning, he'd be like, Hey, what do you have going on? What calls do you have? So that he would know, you know, he would know what to plan for. And now I shared the Google calendar with him and he's able to just look and he's like, Hey, I see that you have this going on. Like, you know, in the afternoon, or I see that your afternoon looks pretty busy. When I get home, I'll take the boys for a walk or I'll take them to the park so that you can have some quiet time to get work done. And so that really helped us too. Um, but one thing that I wanted to take it a step further was say, okay, like what if I actually started blocking out times for working? So knowing not just like, hey, uh, you know, I have from nine to 11 when the boys are at school or you know, I have this time, whatever. Like, why don't I actually set times on my calendar for certain things that need to get done? And so what I started to do was put these into categories. And you can have different categories depending on what you're doing in your business, but pretty much every business should have these like four categories. The first category is going to be your sales and marketing. The second category is going to be your client work. The third category is going to be any admin, things that you need to do for your business organization, systems related. And then the fourth category can be miscellaneous or just specialty projects, like things that you're working on for this month or this quarter. And what that you'll do from there is once you have those four categories and even like to take it one step further, like those four categories, what is it that happens within sales and marketing? Like what does sales and marketing look for you? And, and every person it's gonna look different. You know, if you are somebody who uses social media or uses TikTok to be able to grow your business to find clients, like those tasks are gonna be very different from somebody who is cold pitching or somebody who is using Facebook groups. So within that category, within each one of those things, what does that look like for you? What are things that need to get done on a weekly basis for you in your business? under those four categories. Again, remember sales and marketing, client work, admin, and any miscellaneous or specialty projects. From there, once you have those big umbrella categories and then you have the tasks of the projects or the things that need to get done under each one of those things, you have to figure out, okay, how much time does each category need? So how much time do I need to have to be able to devote to client work? How much time do I need to have to be able to do my sales and marketing each, each week, each day? And then once you have that time, so you can say like, I need, you know, 10 hours of client works, I'm just throwing out a random number and I need four hours of marketing each week. Then you're gonna start to say, okay, what days and times do I have available? And then plug that in. So if you know, you know, every morning from nine to 11, you have availability. Okay, what is going to happen in that chunk? And then start to plug those categories in and you can actually create these these um, categories within Google Calendar. So you can say every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from nine to 11 is client work. Okay, so then you create that, you have it a repetitive task. So you, you know, put in the event name, you put client work, and then you put the time that it's happening, and then you put that it repeats every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So then it is already in there. You can even color code these things. So each category can have a different color to it so that you can at a glance know that like red is client work, blue is sales and marketing, oranges, admin, whatever you want your colors to be. The nice thing about Google Calendar is that it 
it gives you parameters to work around, right? So you know, like from nine to 11, I'm gonna be doing client work, but also it's so easy to be able to move things. So say something comes up and you can't work on a Tuesday from nine to 11, maybe your kid's homesick from school or whatever, you can easily just take that block of time and move it to maybe Friday or move it to Tuesday afternoon. You can move it around. And that's what I like too, because I would hate when I would be in my paper planner and I would write things down and I would either have to erase or cross things out. And it just made it look very messy where Google Calendar makes it look super seamless. It's at a glance you can see. And then I would encourage you to take it one step further. So again, we talked about having those big categories and then having the task underneath each category, what you're gonna be able doing. So in client work, so say you have it scheduled Tuesday from nine to 11, I'm working on client work. In the description of the Google event that you are creating, And again, this is kind of hard to explain via podcast. Um, So stay tuned because a YouTube channel might be in the works um, where this would be a really great video to like visually show you this. But maybe the week that this podcast episode is coming out, I will do some stuff over on my Instagram stories so that you can actually see what this looks like. But in the description of that category, you're going to have those tasks. So, you know, say you have like client B, here are the things that need to get done on Tuesday for client B. And then you have client Z and here are the things that need to get done. So you have the description. Now, this might be where you go into the description piece of it. This might be more of like a week to week basis. So maybe on Sunday you're going in, you know that, okay, I need to have 10 hours of client work. So you have that blocked off on your calendar. You know when that's happening, you're showing up to it like it's an appointment. And then on Sunday you go in and you actually fill in the description. And the reason why the description is helpful is because it gives you a roadmap to say, okay, I am clocking in from nine to 11. I need to know exactly what I'm doing. I I don't want to waste time. I don't want to get in and like start to get my act together. Like once nine o'clock hits, I want nine o'clock to hit and to be able to hit the ground running, knowing exactly what I need to do. It's just going to give you that focused road plan of what needs to get done. And again, this might change from week to week. So it might not be the same Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but taking it that step farther, as opposed to just like batching it on your calendar and putting that time in, that's great. But what is the game plan? When I get into there, what am I actually going to be doing during that time? And that's where that description piece can be helpful for you. And then you can look back and say, okay, last week I was doing, you know, this piece of it for this client. So this week we're going to be continuing on, or maybe we're ready to go to the next level. So for example, maybe your website designer, and maybe last week you were getting um, copy from the client, you were getting their colors and everything like that. And this week you're going to start, you know, building the homepage or something like that. So this totally changed the game for me. Like I said, I fought it for so long, but now I live and die by my Google calendar. It has everything that I need. And again, just having that mentality of, the work being an appointment, being something that you show up for that has a start time, it changes the way that you show up to things. Cause I I know for me, like even working from home, being able to have the flexibility of like, oh yeah, like I could work on this now, or like I could do it later. When it's on there as an appointment, it it forces you to take it a little bit more seriously. But then also, like I said, at the same side of the coin, if things come up, if you do need to move things around, it is very easy to take that block and just, okay, I still have to get these two hours of work in, but like, where can I find the time within my week to be able to do it? Where can I move it to? And not just completely forget like, oh, okay, like, well, I just, I I didn't get to that today. Like, well, we didn't get to it. Let's still find some time for it and to be able to move it around. So I would be interested to know if if you use Google Calendar, if you've thought about this. Again, like I said, everything goes in there and you can color code things. So I have 
both both business, you know, appointments or calls or interviews. And I have personal stuff. Like I have, you know, when when does my son have baseball camp or when do they have a soccer game? I want to be able to see that. I don't want to, um, I want to be able to look at my week at a glance and realize like, okay, even if I'm thinking about, hey, we might take on this new project, we might start to roll out a new product or we might start to do changes to the website. Like I want to look both business-wise and personal-wise to see like, does it make sense? Like, does it make sense to try to do this new project when I know that we have a vacation coming up in a couple weeks? I want to see that on my calendar. I want to see when I'm not in the office so that when I'm making decisions about what I want to do, what feels good, what feels right for this time period, like I'm, I have that holistic view of it, both business-wise and personal. So I'm, I would be interested to know if you've ever thought about doing this. If you're going to do this, let me know over on Instagram if this is something that you've been toying around with. And I'm excited to see this come to life. Like I said, I will, the week that this episode airs, so today, um, head over to my Instagram and I will do some visual for you so that you can actually see what this could look like in your business. And as always, we would love and appreciate a rating and review on the podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast, letting us know what you love about the podcast. It helps us out so, so much. So I would appreciate it if you just took three to five minutes of your day to leave us a written review. And I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.